Good morning, and welcome to Sunday morning worship here at First Baptist Church. Uh, I am so grateful that you have chosen to join us in this way, even though we are not the gathered body, even though we are not here in this beautiful sanctuary together, we are still the church, and we are still gathering and worshiping together on this, the Lord's Day. It is the second Sunday after Easter, and I pray that you've had a, a good week. Uh, we do continue to be the church. I've been uh, inspired by uh, how much our, you all have been checking in with each other and continuing to foster a deep connection with one another. Uh, we continue to hold each other in prayer. If you would like to pray with others, uh, I hold a prayer meeting every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. and then another one at 4 p.m. on Wednesdays via Zoom. Um, and you should get that link in an email. If you don't, please feel free to call me and we'll make sure you get put on that list. In the meantime, here we are on Sunday morning, and uh, I'm going to turn away from the gospel text today and look at uh, the epistle called 1 Peter, the first letter of Peter, attributed to Peter the Apostle. Uh, And these letters, this letter, this particular letter is written to a small group of Christians uh, who are in Asia Minor. And they're not the power people. They are the people who are the servants and slaves of households. And many women um, who, of course, uh, many women who are married to men who are not Christian. Many Christian women uh, who profess Christ are married to men who worship a pagan god. And they find themselves, of course, at odds with uh, those who are in power over them. In the case of women, uh, men are in charge at this time in this place. And in the case of servants and slaves, uh, the master's household generally worships the god that the master worships. Um, and so this has become uh, problematic in this community. And Peter is speaking to this community uh, to give them hope, to give them faith, even as they um, as they stand with Christ through this moment of persecution. I have to say the, the Jews in this community also face the same situation as they professed Yahweh and Yahweh alone and refused to worship other gods. They found themselves ridiculed by their neighbors and ostracized in many ways, uh, Christians and Jews alike. And, and, and if you'll recall at this time, uh, the Christian community is really just a, a sect of Judaism. So I'm going to read the first part of the first letter of Peter. And it's really, it's really an Easter, uh, song that Peter is singing here, uh, uh, an Easter proclamation, uh, that Peter is giving hope to an oppressed people. So I'm in, uh, chapter one, verse three through nine. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for our salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. 
In this you rejoice, even if now for a while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an undescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Again, as I said a moment ago, uh, this is a, a persecuted community and people who are directly persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. They're being bullied and, and ostracized and ridiculed by their neighbors because they profess Jesus. And in this, and so when Peter speaks of this, he speaks of it in terms of your faith being directly tested. And in this case, it was. Do you believe in Jesus? Well, you're silly. Or, or worse, you get punished by your master or your husband, uh, and had to endure that. And there's some other language in here about uh, about the afterlife and about receiving your reward and the salvation of your souls after you die. And here again, and the other thing that is said here is that uh, Peter speaks of the day of Jesus being revealed. As I've said before many times, every New Testament writer was expecting Jesus to come again. Uh, any any day now soon and uh, the the encouragement to everyone was to hold on to your faith and soon and very soon Jesus will come again and everything will be made right <clears throat> they lived in this hope mainly because they were were being persecuted they were not in charge of themselves the kingdom of God as they had hoped, was not completely realized at this moment. And so uh, what they hoped for was the parousia, or the second coming of Jesus at this time. And while that, all of that is very different than the world we live in right now, we're not being persecuted by, for our faith. Uh, and it's been 2,000 years. We're not expecting Jesus to come any day now uh, and take us and bring about... Uh, a world calamity that results in the kingdom of God being realized everywhere. Uh, we're not expecting that any time soon, in fact, uh, and so we live it out very differently. But what I do capture in this text is just the, the result of our faith in times of trial, in times of suffering, in times when the world seems out of control and we feel out of control. Our faith, which is more precious than gold, uh, is being tested in a way that is unique. Not tested because we believe in Jesus, but tested because we find ourselves, our hope waning at times. We find ourselves struggling to remain joyful in the midst of these difficult circumstances. We find ourselves gripped with fear, and I I don't want to minimize any of that. The fear is real. There's real things to be concerned about. This virus is taking people's lives, and any one of us uh, could get it at any time. And so there's a lot to be 
afraid of. And it doesn't help that here in Utah, the, the earth keeps shaking and reminding us that uh, there's a lot of things that are not in our control. And yet here, uh, Peter encourages us to find the joy in faith and to find our hope in our faith that will get us through these difficult times. There, uh, the, uh, a faith that ultimately results in our rejoicing. Uh, a faith that uh, is tested and found genuine and uh, is found to be rock solid there are times like at times like these it's a time when we when we feel our faith being tested and when it's all said and done when it's all over we can look back and say you know what i did remain faithful god was my constant companion and i never doubted for a moment that god loved me through all of this and and this faith that is tested by crises like this um maybe is found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. And of course, Peter here is talking about when Jesus comes again. But I encourage us to indeed find reason to rejoice and to give praise and glory and honor to Christ as Jesus is revealing himself to us every day, especially in the midst of these crises, especially in moments when we find ourselves fearful and uh, we find our hope waning. I encourage each of us to stir up our faith and to look around for the ways in which Jesus is being revealed to us, in ways the kingdom of God is breaking through into this world, uh, even in the midst of a crisis like this. Look for the ways in which God is at work in your life and in the lives of the people you love and care about. Uh, Jesus is there. Uh, the kingdom of God is there. There is work that will give us hope going on about us. There are things that pull us this, this, there are spiritual connections that pull us together and give us the courage and the strength to continue to be steadfast in our caring for each other by isolating ourselves away from one another. Uh, it, it's, it's getting to be a strain. It's been going on for a long time now. And so we need God's strength in order to get through this. I encourage you to look around and see how God is working in the midst of this and let that be something that strengthens you. Let that be something that encourages you. Uh, Let that be something that inspires in you a joyfulness that defies explanation, that is undefiled by the world, that is unquenchable. And when this is all over, what you will what will be left over is this tried and true and genuine faith in the love of God. This is a moment when our faith is being tested by the circumstances, and it's an opportunity to have that faith strengthened and uh, and emboldened uh, by the circumstances we find ourselves in. I invite you to pray 
continually for a day when we can all come together. I invite you to pray for all of those who are especially vulnerable, our, our health care workers and those who already have compromised immune systems, and particularly the older folks. I keep hearing from people in the congregation that their parents are being very stubborn about uh, this uh, uh, social distancing and, and stuff like that. And so I say to all of, the, all of us who are older, stop being so stubborn and do what your kids tell you. I'm going to end by uh, offering up this prayer of intercession, which comes to us from our, uh, the liturgy book, uh, Feasting on the Word. Join me in prayer, if you will. Resurrecting God, in a doubting world, keep us in faith that we may have life. We pray for the church in this struggle and in this time. Breathe on us your Holy Spirit that we may honor and pass on the great inheritance that we have received. Loving God, we pray for our Mother Earth that we may touch her wounds with healing care and love. We pray for the whole world, its nations, its leaders, and its people, that your wisdom and peace may prevail. God, we pray for those in need, especially in this particular circumstance, those who don't have the resources available to most of us uh, in order to get through this crisis right now. We pray for those who are suffering. We pray for those in other places, all in our own communities and in around the world who are oppressed. We pray for the ill and the dying, and we pray for all those who care for them. Gracious God, we pray for ourselves, we pray for our families, and we pray for those we love, and we pray for those we know within this church community. Keep us all safe during this time. Blessed are you, O God, who through Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, and in the community of the Holy Spirit, gives us an inheritance that is imperishable and unfading, now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you all, and God bless. We'll see you soon.